Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is Outlandish Zicky Dice, and you're listening to the All Night Long Podcast. All Night Long It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night welcome back to another edition of the all night long wrestling podcast we are your hosts he's a stallion i'm the enforcer and there's no doubt in my mind that joe and i have been talking for 25 minutes my dog does not come down the stairs once. He just came downstairs as Joe hit record, and now he's going to scratch at the fucking door, too, because he wants water. So that's classic. And then at some point, very soon, he's going to bark very high, bark very high pitched. <laughs> so he uh, he's going to do this until I get him water. So Joe, yeah, feed so, the animals, bro. Feed the animals, buddy. That's what we need. Okay, so. If you want to take the intro and what we're going to talk about on the show while I get him water, we could do that. Yeah, I could talk about the show, buddy. I think it's, it's all about AEW Rampage today. Um, so the, the couple of things that we're going to get into on today's show, um, last night, we're recording this on Saturday, August the 14th. So last night was the debut edition of AEW's Rampage show on uh, TNT at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so there were three three matches on the show all title matches. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then we're going to talk about the highly anticipated second episode of AEW Rampage, which is being entitled The First Dance. And it takes place in Chicago. Shytown Rumble, baby. You know who is heavily rumored to be debuting in AEW on that show. So unfortunately, they both passed away. So they won't be debuting on that show unless we have some sort of, well, you know, let's, they won't be debuting on that show. Let's not even get into any possibilities. Can I tell, can I tell a somewhat dark, um, <laughs> can I tell a somewhat dark anecdote that might, uh, it's not going to offend anybody but myself. You, you ready for this one? I don't see, I don't see why not. So, so, <laughs> so at uh, my fight a couple of weeks ago, 
um, you know, a bunch of people are there. And uh, my coach, Ian, who you met, um, comes to me and he's like, hey, dude, um, your mom's outside. She wanted me to ask you something. And I, I did a double take. I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah, she wanted me to ask you. I was like, from beyond the grave? <laughs> he, he was like, excuse me. So I hit him with, I hit him with the way. I hit him with the wedding crashers line when, when he's like, what was the line in wedding crashers? And, uh, and somebody says, sends her best. And he's like, Oh, from beyond the grave, we've, we've become very spiritual. <laughs> and I hit that line deadpan. And he was like, that's my bad. I was like, no, it's, it's okay. But it was rule number. <laughs> you should have seen the guy's face. <laughs> and it's rule number i forget what the rule number is he's like but need an up-to-date list of uh of family that is deceased or something like that can i add can i just ask a question as maybe to, as, a, as a topper on this story yeah, sure. was he referring to your sister he was okay <laughs> i don't know if your sister listens to the show i, I feel bad if she does i just no, want i mean it's, okay. it's fair my uh my sister is 20 years older than me so i think that's that's a that's not like it's not like she's three years older they're like oh dude your mom like no you're my sister's 20 years older i think it's totally fair but oh it was funny oh she did from beyond the grave have you become very spiritual just dead silent <laughs> it was good stuff oh uh, anyway so let's get back. <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of recapped. I figured the, the two areas we would get into, obviously both related to AEW Rampage. So the first is that last night was the debut episode of Rampage um, in Pittsburgh. Um, so it was Friday night. In Britsburg. Britsburg, yes. So the show opened with, of all things, uh, an Impact World title match, which is Kenny Omega defending against Christian Cage. So Kenny Omega defending the impact title against Christian cage. He's supposed to defend the AEW title against Christian cage at all out in a couple of weeks. Uh, so this match actually opened the show. And I think we both thought uh, that Christian was going to win this match just because of basically, I, I thought that because to even believe that he has a chance of beating Omega at all out, he had to win this match, right? It looks to give you some sort of a backstory or storyline to like, how he may even have a chance to beat Omega. And that's nothing against Christian. I'm a huge Christian fan, um, but the way that they've built up Omega and that title, uh, I, I don't think he's going to be taking it. So this, I think, was kind of a necessary step for them to get people to believe that Christian may have a chance now that Hangman seems to be out of the picture for the time being. Uh, a couple things about that. Yeah, Hangman is out of the picture, and we were kind of all taken aback as to why, but apparently... Um, the rumors a couple of weeks ago where he had some planned time off due to his wife or yeah, his wife being pregnant. And I think we were all kind of like, yeah, it's just an excuse, but now it seems like it's actually the case because he's been off for a while. So um, I will say when Tony Khan teased the whole huge announcement thing, and it was Christian, I was let down. I, I I'm sorry. I was, I I'm, a, I'm, I'm a mild Christian guy at best. And I was like, all right, cool. It's Christian. You love Christian. You're like, you're a huge Christian fan and you were not, I mean, Tony Khan teased it like Andre, the, the, the ghost of Andre, the giant was coming back. Right. So anything other than either, I think at the time people were circulating those Brock Lesnar, like anything other than a huge name like that would have been a letdown. So I feel like Christian was put in a rough spot um, there. So I was like, Oh, okay. It's Christian. Christian has won me over since he's come back. Um, 
he his match with Omega last night was fantastic. I think it was one of my favorite Christian matches. He also had a really, really good match. I think it might have been his first match back against Frankie Kazarian. And Christian is like one of those, uh, what do they call him? A good hand. Uh, he's like the pro's pro. He's like the Dolph Ziggler, the Mr. Perfect. He's just like that, that level that everybody wants to work with because they get a really good match out of him. But Im- Impact... No impact. AEW has done a really good job making Christian feel special, but you know they still give Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus the rub by being with Christian. It, it, it was it, it's such a. I'm shocked at how they were able to. I don't want this to sound bad. I'm very surprised at how well AEW was able to get me to invest so much emotionally in Christian. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um... You know, yes, I, when they, you know, I guess it's one of those things in wrestling where when they come out and say, you know, huge announcement, big debut, all this stuff, you know, people immediately go to the, the huge names. I think people maybe, you know, CM Punk at the time, and he kind of said it wasn't going to be him. And like you said, people were speculating Lesnar because, you know, they'd taken all of his merchandise off WWE.com and all this stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and he, and Christian wasn't always presented as a main eventer in WWE, right? It took him a long time to get there. It really took until, you know, Edge had to retire for him to get like a significant main event run that summer, I think of 2011. Um, and, you know, w-, w, right. He was the ECW champion for a while. But that's yeah, he was, he was that. So, so, um, you know, to me, one of the, my favorite runs of Christian is actually when he left to go to TNA um, initially, and he had a great run there. He won the NWA world title and they're kind of doing something similar here in the sense that he had a long undefeated streak when he started in TNA and they keep, you know, kind of, advertising the fact that he is undefeated so far in AEW. So I think that that helps. Um, I just enjoy the way he puts on matches, um, the, his match layouts. And like, I mean, obviously it's not all him, you know, and when he wrestles, but um, I just like the style that he, that he works and he seems like he's um, really doing just fine as far as his concussions and head injuries and, and things, things like that uh, from what we, from what he had previously. So um, yeah, I mean, listen, good on him. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't think um, that he will win the AEW title when all out comes around from Chicago in a few weeks. But I thought the match, like you said, was very good. Um, crowd popped for it. And, uh, you know, I guess that they continue to have a working relationship with Impact. Then this will kind of just be a new face uh, for that show um, each week. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, Impact's not getting shit from the deal. Well, get. I mean, I've heard the name Impact all like on AEW TV, like for the last three weeks everywhere. Um, Scott Demore was there. The Good Brothers. We had the um, Evil Uno and the Dark and um, Stu Grayson against the Good Brothers for the Impact World Title. Like, there's everyone. People are like, Impact's getting nothing. I don't, I don't want to disrespect Impact, but like, Impact doesn't have a lot to offer, right? Their their television is on Axis, which as New Yorkers we don't even get. I think it's still on Axis, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. We don't even, well, whatever channel is, we don't get the channel that it's on. Right. So we have to have impact plus. So to be able to see impact talent on AEW consistently, there's not much more of a rub that you can ask for, for impact and impacts having some really good television. What I'm able to catch like um, Deanna Perrazzo is a shining star of impact. I know she's um, she's asking Tony Khan to be brought over. Like there's so many things um, that impact has going for just because of this relationship and it's making AEW television even better too. So there's the, the relationship is, 
I, I think everybody's benefiting from it. Um, I, I'll be interested to see where it goes. I know we have Brian Myers versus Christian coming up now for the Impact Wrestling World Title. So, but I, you know, I don't want to spend six hours on um, on Impact here either. So I, last night we had a one hour show, and the opening match was twenty minutes. So you kind of knew what you were getting, right? It was like a sprint. It was like the old NXT shows or the old um, Ring of Honor TV shows, where it's like, listen, you get an hour. We're going to cram a bunch of shit in here. Don't blink. It's going to be good. So it was um, the second matchup was Fuego del Sol, your man, the Alabama luchador against uh, God's favorite champion. Is that what it was? The God's favorite champion, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, it was uh, so Miro against Fuego del Sol. I um, So I, I saw this match announced and I, I admittedly, I don't know a ton about uh, Fuego del Sol. So when he came out and uh, he was a, it was a TNT title match and he had a contract on the line and it showed his AEW record was one in thirty nine. Uh, it didn't okay. The math didn't quite add up uh, to me on that, so I didn't expect him to get much out of the match. Um, you know, they did some teases early on with some, I guess, you know, jumping tornado DDTs before the bell, after the bell, that kind of kept me all off guard. But really, the match was over within maybe two to two and a half minutes after that. Um, and Miro ended up winning uh, by submission with the game over. Um, so the match itself kind of was what it was. And after the match was over, um, post-commercial break, uh, Sammy Guevara came out with a contract from Tony Khan, and uh, Fuego del Sol ended up getting a contract with AEW anyway. So, I actually, I, I don't want to correct you, but if, I believe it was if Fuego wins, he gets the contract, and he gets a rematch with Miro for the contract. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. You know, it's okay. I was because I saw the record too, and I was like, you know, I don't admittedly watch Dark and Elevation as much as I would like to. It's a lot of television to watch. So I saw his record. I'm like, huh. But there is a thing running where he he's getting over with the fans. You know, the um, pro wrestling tees created their own version of cameo called Shoot. I don't know if you've heard of this. I have. Yes. Um, Fuego del Sol is the number one selling cameo. Uh, I'm sorry, the number one selling shoot on pro wrestling tees. Like, that's amazing. So I had no idea how over he was. Uh, there's also a thing with him having the best um, tornado DDT in the world. And anytime somebody else does it, either he calls him out on Twitter or something. And there's actually a beef between, I, I believe, the WWE Twitter account and Fuego. So whatever. But I, I will say, Joe, if, if Fuego del Sol knew that this was going to happen last night. He was going to get the contract. He's the greatest actor because the way I saw it and the way I saw him react, I truly did not. I, I truly don't think he knew he was getting a contract. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, uh, I yeah, but I don't know. Um, you know, it, it, clearly there was something going on when he stayed in the ring during the commercial break, um, which I wasn't really expecting. So maybe they just told him to stay in the ring and get a standing ovation. He didn't know that he was going to get a contract. So yeah, I don't, I don't think he knew. I mean, that's a nice uh, surprise and you know, good for him. I mean, he seems like a good enough wrestler. I don't have any issue with him. I mean, maybe, maybe they'll you know, start doing something with him on, on television more frequently now. Yeah. So when Sammy came out, I also didn't know they were best friends, but I thought it was a cool moment. And if that truly was a, a shoot real moment, uh, good on AEW because to, to see true real emotion like that, um, I, I think it was awesome. And then the main event, uh, I mean, dude, there, you, you messaged me the other day uh, offline and you said, who do you think is more popular, Adam Cole or Britt Baker? And, and originally I was like, Adam Cole. And then I, I thought about it 
And I think the answer is Britt Baker. I think Britt Baker might be the most popular wrestler. Not the most, but like one of the top three or four most popular wrestlers on AEW. And, you know, a lot of people are criticizing AEW for bringing in uh, ex-WWE or NXT talent to take the spots of the AEW people. To me, the biggest, the loudest pops and loudest reaction this week on AEW TV were Britt Baker, Darby Allen, and Jurassic Express like in in no in any order you want and none of those guys who are ex WWE or NXT talent so um red velvet she was in a no win situation right like she's the baby face going up against the tweener like the heel anywhere but her hometown so she's going to get booed the entire time she's also still on the come up you know no disrespect to her but she's not an established um star yet so i think you know, like how, how do you agent that match where she's the baby face that's fighting up to the heel, but the heel is the one that's over. So part of the match felt a little, little off to me, but what, forget anything. The most important thing was Britt Baker winning and that crowd reaction, dude. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, and then on top of that, you know, uh, Britt is uh, seemingly working with a broken wrist. So um, I'm sure that didn't really help matters either, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting um, that the way that they lay that out made it may might've made more sense for how to have that match against the Nyla Rose match on this show. Um, just cause Nyla Rose is, is, is a heel at least comes off that way. Um, but you know, I mean, uh, like you said, I think Red Velvet's at one of those those uh, spots right now where she's kind of like on the brink of trying to break through. But anytime she gets like the big up match opportunities, she doesn't win. Right? She lost to Jade Cargill um, in singles. She lost to Jade Cargill in a tag match. Um, she lost an NWA Women's Title match, I believe, and you know, now she's lost this match. So she's kind of like you know getting her stack piling her win wins on um, elevation and dark. Um, but you know, maybe they'll feature her more. I have no issue with her at all. I think she's, um, she's done really well. I, I had no familiarity with her before seeing her in AEW. Um, I think she's done really well for herself, whether it's in the ring or in promos, but yeah, I mean, Britt is clearly, um, the star right now. And we, we, we were saying that for several months before she won the title, um, the heel turn really has done a lot of a wonders for her, um, in terms of getting her, over um she's had some great moments on tv um that match with under rosa the people reference a lot so that was great, right i think that was the match that propelled her to like a whole that was i think that was the stone cold brett sharpshooter austin bleeding pass out moment where after that it was like oh she's off to the moon you know she's your star in the company yeah so i mean um i the match was was fine like you said i think you know there's some little wonkiness to it because of the heel face dynamic the crowd um you know brit's injury whatever it is but uh it was it was solid i mean she won in her hometown and that's stuff that like wwe almost never does or very rarely does right people usually lose in their hometown so um that was all really cool and um overall you know like you said it's an hour long show and i'm a big fan of one hour wrestling shows i think you get a lot in that one hour usually like even if two or three matches whatever it might be you can get a couple promos in there and, and you're out so i enjoyed it um, i'm looking forward to next week i the only thing we don't know anything for next week right that is anything been signed for next week i probably need to look that up that's a bad job by me um but uh the big rumor is that since it's taking place in chicago that uh, your friend Cookie Monster Punk uh, may be making a debut with He's AEW next week. Chick magnet, Joe. It's not a Cookie Monster. He's mm. a chick. 
I'm the Cookie Monster. He, oh, that's such a good fight nickname. Actually, Carla Esperanza, a UFC strawweight, has the nickname the Cookie Monster, so I can't stand <laughs> Um, Yeah, you know, just really quickly going back to the one-hour show, like, I to me dynamite is i don't want it's not the perfect wrestling show but it doesn't feel too long to me and it feels like it fills up the entire time i actually left last night's show wanting another hour like because i feel like there was so much i don't know how they're going to do this going forward because the miro match was two or three minutes right it was like a really it was it was short yes it was so do you go with two matches going forward and a promo or a segment, or do you go with three matches and kind of scale them all back? I think that's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I mean, a lot of people have talked and I think we've talked about it a little bit too. You know, the AEW roster is, is pretty big uh, now. So um, as much as I worry about overexposure with like extra hours of TV and like, are they going to be able to, to sustain it? they can really put on like good matches like that, or, you know, that, that type of stuff every week, because even like I was thinking about dynamite from this week from Wednesday and like Moxley really didn't, I don't even know if he appeared on the show and he didn't do much on that show on Wednesday at all. Right. So like, I don't think he was in the show. Yeah. I don't think he was right. So it's things like that where you have like a guy like him didn't, wasn't on dynamite this week you know like there's people that weren't even on the show that you can now feature on friday or vice versa you know what i mean so i think uh i think there's opportunity for them to have shows you know similar of similar quality to this on a weekly basis you know have an important women's match you know you could throw a tag match in there um you know there's a a lot of different things that they can do um so I mean, I'd like to see them stick to the one hour for a while. Um, otherwise, you're going to turn into, I don't want, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so worried about it turning into like a Nitro Thunder situation where like all of a sudden Thunder turns yeah, into like a disaster. Week, yeah. So I don't want to see that, but yeah, man. So what about, what about Charles Montgomery Punk? What, uh, what do we think? Do we, th- hey, okay, let's put it this way. I'm at the point in my head where I feel like it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to be there. And if he's not, I think it's going to be a big downer for a lot of people at this point. So are you in the same kind of mindset where if he's not there, it's going to be a huge letdown in Chicago next Friday? I'm of the exact opposite mindset. I think here's here's what I believe. I don't believe anything until I see it. I am a conspiracy theorist, as you know, and I think they're putting it out there too much that it's going to happen. So, uh, like, for example, Punk posted something yesterday um, on his Instagram, and the last line was, uh, I'm paraphrasing, it's not over until you're underground. Did you see this? No. So it was, I think it was a picture of an old Ring of Honor video, and they were talking about a match, and Punk put on his Instagram or so, some social, and the last line was, it's not over till you're underground. Darby Allen has, it's not over till you're underground tattooed on his chest. Mm. Like to me, it would be the ultimate swerve for punk to show up at the end of dynamite on Wednesday and then speak on Friday. Like, I, or if he calls out the best in the world, fucking the final countdown hits and Daniel Bryan comes out, everybody forgets about, I, I don't know what to expect but god almighty isn't that fun like like i have no idea what to i'm not going to this and being like oh man i can't wait for mo fucking mojo raleigh and baron corbin or uh 
or uh, Elias, you know, something like that. Like, like this is the most intriguing aspect of like time in pro wrestling since the invasion angle for me. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is I just, I, if he doesn't, if he's not there for whatever reason, and I do think he's going to be there. I, that, that's just me. But that, that crowd's going to be chanting CM Punk pretty loud for the full hour. I almost think they should just start the show with him. I don't know how you would do it, right? Like, do you start the show with him? Or like, I mean, normally in my head, I would say you end it with that, right? So you just, but you, so you maybe keep people engaged for like 40 or 45 minutes. And the last like 15 minutes is him, right? I guess that's probably what you would do. But you know people are going to be chanting in that arena for him the entire show. And, it, and they, they chant yeah. that even when he's not rumored. They chanted on, on Dynamite on Wednesday when Don Callis was doing a promo with Omega and Christian. And it was like so loud that he had to like yell over them. And that was in Houston, I think. So so, <laughs> so people are... Um, so yeah, I, I guess what you would do is maybe put like a, a, a really hot match to start the show if you can, right? Um, like a middle segment and then that way people will know like, okay, it's going to happen at the end. And then, you know, if, assuming it is something with Darby, they kind of replayed that promo he did uh, last night. They showed him in the stands or in the rafters with Sting last night as well. So, you know, I think, I, I mean, I think he's going to be there. And I, I mean, it's, I'm actually like so confident in it that I'm, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to feel significantly let down if he's not. So I think that they'll deliver it. Um, but it's going to be um, huge. Yeah. Tony Khan historically is not a guy that has, talks about things and doesn't deliver, right? Like it, for all, you know, everything you want to say about Tony Khan, he's a money mark and all this stuff. But at the end, at, at the heart of hearts, Tony Khan is a fan of professional wrestling. So you have to have some set of balls. Like I'm talking Andrew Cuomo set of balls on you who just like to say like you know like write a book about the pandemic and you know totally fuck up the pandemic like that kind of audacity to say like uh we have like every he said on busted open this week everybody knows what to expect yeah like (laughs) who's another chicago talent like like cole cabana yeah (laughs) (laughs) boom boom uh uh dude i'm here for it um I you you mentioned Sting and Darby and it jogged my memory. Don't they have a tornado tag match on Wednesday? Oh, yeah, it's on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe it's on Wednesday against uh, 2.0, the former Everize. I believe it's uh, Wednesday night. So, yeah, I just there's been so many uh, like like you were mentioning earlier about the Darby tattoo. There's been so many like Easter eggs of things that they've been popping into the show, like the best in the world comment from Darby, right? And then okay. MJF. Yeah, the Cookie Monster Omega was wearing a Cookie Monster T-shirt right, a couple weeks ago, and um, MJF kind of you know paraphrased one of his lines from the Pipe Bomb promo a couple weeks back. So, um, yeah, everyone's amped up for CM Punk in, in your house, in my house, I think across across the nation. I just I hope that, and I'm ex- also expecting that he has a killer T-shirt design ready to go for next week because if he does have anything halfway decent it will be immediately probably the number one best-selling t-shirt in the history of pro wrestling tees we'll have to get one two three four five six seven i'll have to get eight different cm punk shirts for all of the kerfluffery so joe tell us what to expect on dynamite this week <laughs> on dynamite wow guys really really throwing it out there well sting and darby have the the tornado tag uh coming this wednesday um 
and there's uh, Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara. And Sammy Guevara also apparently has some sort of huge announcement. I don't know what that's going to be. And then the big match, I believe, is I assume the main event is going to be, um, well, okay, actually two. The Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express for the tag titles. Um, and then uh, it's going to be Jericho versus MJF in the fifth labor of Jericho. Um, and he cannot use the Judas effect, and he can't even use his Judas entrance music. So, I mean, there's a lot going on on Wednesday. And then, you know, Friday Night Rampage, man. Um, I And I also like how MJF dared everybody in tech. I think it's in Texas, right? Next week on Wednesday? I Oh, you're right. My bad. Houston is this coming Wednesday. Last Wednesday was Pittsburgh. Seems like a good time to wrap it up, buddy. Off the rails here at the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Everywhere Everywhere you follow social media at All Night Long WP. We're going to be tweeting along all week. There's so many. You know, it's funny when one dog starts going, man, they hear each other and it just turns into chaos. And now the natural has gotten home. So it is truly a survivor series here at the, uh, oh, and we're back. Okay. We wrapped it up. Yeah. So I'm good over here, Joe. I'm sure. Uh, so just want to let me know, follow us along at all night long WP everywhere. You social media. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on this week. Joe, just give me a quick thumbs up or thumbs down. The new Japan pro wrestling show on tonight. Will you be watching? Yeah, I'm going to try to, to watch it, and I'm hoping to get a review of it tomorrow as well. That's my goal. So it's tonight. Uh, hopefully, by the end of the weekend, I'll have something up on uh, blogofdoom.com. Yep. So if uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Resurgence, Joe's going to watch it. He gives the best unbiased bullshit, no bullshit, just straight to the facts, funny reviews at our buddy Scott Keith's website at blogofdoom.com. Next weekend is American Rana 21, which I will be reviewing for our friends over at PW Ponderings. Be sure to check all that out. We appreciate your support everywhere. Again, at All Night Long WP. And that's it for another edition. We are tapping out.